Welcome to Trina Talk. This is the podcast where guests share their stories of pursuing their passions, living a fulfilled life, and empowering others. Each week, I talk with inspiring leaders, business owners, and people with amazing stories from around the world in unscripted conversations as they share their successes and failures. This podcast is all about empowering you to keep striving in your personal and professional life. I am your host, Trina L. Martin. Hey, welcome to another episode. If you're listening, go ahead and go out and subscribe so that you won't miss any future episodes. Also, if you like the show, give us a five-star review That way we can move up in the rankings and other people can find the show and be impacted and inspired just like you. Are you a woman of color in tech who feels stuck because you don't see people who look like you? You lack support from someone who truly understands your journey and you want to overcome the obstacles that you're facing in the tech industry? If you want to elevate your pay, become a leader in your company, and be noticed by colleagues and executives to advance in your career, then Tech Trifecta is for you. It's my three-month private coaching program, and it's now open. Only a limited number of women are going to be accepted. So apply today at tlmintl dot link forward slash Tech Trifecta. My guest this week is Rich Lewis. Rich is an author, speaker, and coach who focuses on centering prayer as a means of inner transformation. He teaches centering prayer in both his local and virtual community and offers one-on-one coaching. Rich's newest book is titled, Sitting with God, A Journey to True Self Through Centering Prayer. Rich has been a daily practitioner of centering prayer since June 1st, 2014. Centering prayer has been so life-giving and life-changing that he feels compelled to share his journey with those who wish to learn more. Hi, Rich. Welcome to Trina Talk. Hi, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you being here. Um, You are doing a lot of things. Actually, you're doing a lot what I'm doing, but you have a component to what you do that I think makes you unique and that I was very interested in. So how I always start out the show, I always ask the guests to tell the listeners who you are and what made you the rich that you are today? Sure. Um, well, who I am, um, that's a very deep question. So, um, <laughs> and that's actually probably why I practice centering prayer. I'm, I'm learning, continuing to learn who I am. So I guess right now, who, who am I is I, I have a website called Silence Teaches that's devoted to centering prayer. So uh, it helps people uh, discover their true self, the person God created them to be so they can live from this person. And it's a journey. It's not an end point. So I guess who, who am I is right now I'm, I'm sharing center and prayer with people that are, that want to learn more about it in case it can help them discover their true self as well. So that's, uh, and then what was your other question? There, there was two questions in there. I'm sorry. Yes. You know, telling, telling people, you know, what made you become the rich that you are today? Um, I guess I would say centering, centering prayer did, um, and I discovered centering prayer in 2013. So obviously I was still rich before then. Um, so I was probably obviously a different rich, but centering prayer when I, uh, 
read about it in a book. I was perusing Amazon in 2013, looking for a book to read, and I came across Healing the Divide, Recovering Christianity's Mystic Roots by Amos Smith. I started reading it, and in it, he talked about a practice he had been doing for 15 years called Centering Prayer, and that immediately intrigued me. So I began, I reached out to him, and we had a back and forth email dialogue. I began practicing Centering Prayer, and I began reading other books on Centering Prayer, but it kind of opened up a whole new world for me, and, and showed revealed to me that this is a this practice can teach me who I am um, my true self and, and put me on a neat journey so I guess I was on a journey before that but maybe I was on a journey toward this and, and looking for something like this it just took me um, 50 years or so to find it <laughs> or, or yeah. not quite fit, about 48 years or so <laughs> to find it <laughs> oh you know and before I ask uh, the question that I want to ask, what were you doing? Because this this is now your business, right? This is what you coach on and speak on and things like that. Um, I do it on the side. Actually, I have, I have okay. a day job that I do. Okay. I work for a financial services firm. So I um, so I do that during the day, but I do, I do this as well. Um, mm-hmm. And then would like to retire in, into doing this. So gotcha. it's something that I enjoy um, doing and I'm doing it part-time and it'll probably become more full-time when, when I retire. Yeah, got that. So what is centering prayer? But before you answer that, what was it in your life that made you um, seek this out and what spoke to you, the reason why you were so interested in it? Um, I guess I always considered myself an introvert and I always enjoyed, and I'd enjoy being with people, but I don't mind, I didn't mind solitude and doing activities like that. And silence always um, attracted me. And I guess I like, I'm walking or going out in nature or, or nighttime. So it always attracted me. And then at the same point, you know, I, I definitely believed in God, but I knew that I probably wasn't going as deep in God as I could. I probably wasn't as my relationship with God maybe had no depth and and intimacy. So I I think I was just searching for something to do in the silence and and searching for how do I have a deeper relationship with God? And, and Amazon showed me (laughs) centering prayer. (laughs) So I guess I can thank, I can thank Amazon. So I I guess I didn't know what I needed other than something was missing a a depth and richness to my relationship with God uh, was definitely missing and I guess I was just searching and reading and reading and, and it, it jumped out at me in, in that book that I mentioned in 2013. Wow. So tell the listeners exactly what it is, the principles, the, the process, all of that. Sure, sure. So centering prayer, um, I'll give you a quick history and then I'll describe how you do it. So it's been around for about 50 years. It was created in the early 1970s by three Trappist monks, so three Catholic priests. At that time, they saw there was a lot of other forms of meditation happening, but maybe not so much for the Christian community. So Father Thomas Keating kind of charged them that that's find something for the Christian community as well. So one of the priests, Father William Manager at the time, was reading a, a book called The Cloud of Unknowing, which I believe is a 14th century book. And as he read it, kind of a, a silent prayer method kind of jumped off the pages as, as he read it. And, and so the priests and clergy began practicing it. And then they began rolling it out to you know, every, every, but, you know, normal, not, not that they're not normal, but everyday people, lay people as well as, as a, here's a practice you can do in the silence. 
And then in 1984, they created the Contemplative Outreach Organization, which is the main centering prayer organization. And, at this, and the website is contemplativeoutreach.org. And it's really the main center of organization with a ton of resources. And if, if you go on it, you'll, you can also find groups that practice all over the U.S. as well as internationally. Of course, nowadays, it doesn't you could practice with anybody anywhere via Zoom. Many, many of the groups are now on Zoom. So so that's a little bit about it's 50 years old and, and why it was created. And then it's not exclusively for Catholics. So mm-hmm. it's basically anybody can practice centering prayer. You can come as you are to this practice with wherever you are in your faith. And the Catholic of Outreach also believes in a lot of interfaith work and talking to people of all faiths and, and what are their practices and how do they practice silence and prayer. So um, and now let me answer how you do centering prayer. Mm-hmm. So you, you sit comfortably with your eyes closed to begin your centering prayer sit. And centering prayer is considered two things, meditation, so silent, wordless meditation, and a relationship with God. Because during centering prayer, we open to, to the um, God presence and actions of God within during centering prayer. So you begin your sit by sitting comfortably, close your eyes, and then interiorly introduce a sacred, a sacred word of one or two syllables. It could be God, love, ocean, Jesus. And that's signifying you're beginning your prayer time and opening to the presence and actions of God within. And then when, while you're sitting there in silence, as if you begin, to, when you engage your thoughts, and what I mean by that is if you begin thinking about all the things you were doing before your sit, or you begin planning what you're going to do when you get up from the sit and all the errands you're going to do, you begin to realize you're no longer sitting with God. You're sitting with your planning and plotting or your regret over the past. If maybe you were thinking about something you didn't like the way you handled it. So then you reintroduce that sacred word interiorly to come back to the present, let go of these engaged thoughts, and then let go of the sacred word as well. So you don't use the word as a mantra. It's just used when needed to come back to the purpose of your sit of just sitting, sitting with God. So that's how you do the practice. And maybe the the last thing I'll say about about the sacred word is it doesn't have to be a word. If you're an auditory person, you might choose a word. If you're more of a visual person, which is what I am, and I discovered I use an interior image to come back to the present moment that I kind of picture in my mind. If you're more of a physical or active person, you might want to use your breath. And some people don't want to close their eyes or they're afraid they'll fall asleep. So they keep their eyes open and stare at a spot a few feet ahead in the distance to keep themselves in the present moment. So there you have it, kind of a quick history of of centering prayer and, and how you do it. You know, it's interesting you say that because I'm the person that if I close my eyes, yeah, I'll I'll fall asleep. (laughs) I've tried meditation and things and it's just like, I'm like, I got to do this differently because if I close my eyes, I'm just like, I fall over. (laughs) So, so, you know, you wrote this book, uh, Sitting with God, Your Journey to Your True Self Through Centering Prayer. How do we get to our true selves? Because as you said, you know, a lot of times you sit down and and I'm guilty, you know, I sit down and I'm like, Oh, I'm going to relax. And then, like you said, I'm thinking about, okay, what do I need to do? What's tomorrow? Um, What do I need to take care of? How do you get to where you're supposed to be? 
Sure, because what you're doing is you're letting go of your thoughts and emotions. And if you think about it, we tell ourselves things that are just not true, you know, which include, you know, I, I'm not confident in myself, or I shouldn't try that, or I don't have the right skill set, or I'm too young to do that. Someone more experienced should be doing that, or I'm too old. Someone um, younger should be doing it. So we tell ourselves all kinds of things. Um, so during centering prayer, you're really just letting go of who you are not and all the things you tell yourself that really aren't true and just sitting with God and it's just you and God. And then you're getting, at least one for me, I've noticed I'm getting up from my silent sits and acting from my true self, the person God wants me to be and, and doing the things that I should be doing. Some of them are out of my comfort zone and some of them scare me, but it doesn't mean I, I shouldn't be doing that. So your true self is the person God wants you to be when you can let go of all the things you tell yourself that are really not true. And that's what's happening in Center of Prayer. You're letting go of all kinds of thoughts and emotions and just connecting with God and then acting from your true self. So it's, I think of it as a true, true self journey. Um, I sit with God, then I get up and walk with God on my true self journey through life. Mm, I love that. And, and, and you coach on this, correct? Yes, I, I offer one-on-one -on -one coaching and um, different types of people. Some people are, are new to centering prayer, so they, they want help with just starting a practice, and, and they're just concerned that it's not something that uh, they'll do without help. And then there's others that are already practicing, and they want to you know, maybe add a second sit, or they want to discover their true self and talk more about how, how do I make sure I'm living from my true self? Who is this, who is this person? What's getting in the way of it? So we talk a lot about that. And that was my question. How, how do we know we're getting to our true selves? How do, you know, if I'm someone who lacks confidence, it, you know, me sitting down and doing this, how am I going to release that negative thought to actually say, you know, no, you're confident, you're strong to get to that true person that God created me to be? I mean, I guess I would say centering prayer helps you let go of all of these thoughts. Mm -hmm. And then for me, and, and everybody may have their own, like, I'll, this is my true self parameter, parameter, or pro, barometer, <laughs> if I'm saying it right, parameter, I can't even talk. Um, so if it's something that um, excites me, mm -hmm. something that doesn't harm me or others, um, something that gets me out of my comfort zone, um, even if I'm scared to do it then it's something I should move forward on. And I have an inner peace and calm about it. Then it's something I should move forward on. So I think, I think many people maybe ha have a great idea of what they want to do, but then fear, fear holds them back. Mm. So um, I would say, you, you know, you're acting from your true self. If, if it's something you want to do, but it scares you, but you just know it's right. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's not harming yourself or others. You're excited about it. You have an inner peace or calm about it. It just scares you. That's probably something from your true self that you just need to take some action on. And, and you don't need to know all the steps. You just need mm -hmm. to kind of, you need to know the next step. So you might have an endpoint in mind. Um, but you know, you just need to know the next step and take that next step. And then the path will kind of be clarity comes with action. But if you don't take any action, nothing will happen. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's very interesting. And I think especially in the day and age that we're in where there's so much noise, um, I think that this really will work well and help a person really to get centered because um, there's a lot of stuff, you know, just the news and everything that goes on. Um, and I find that it kind of makes me anxious. So it, yeah, I've stopped 
watching the news. And I, I'm like you, I'm an introvert and I like having that time to sit alone and just think. And, you know, I don't do any formal, you know, practice as far as meditation or anything like that. But I do like to have that time where I can feel like I'm centered and just clearing my mind of all the the clutter and, and crap that has been running through it, you know, all day long. No, I mean, that makes sense. And I think there's a lot of different contemplative practices. So centering prayer is one path or method and it resonates with me and works well, but I think everybody can find the right contemplative practice that works for them. And there, there's, there's many, so it sounds like right. you've found one for yourself, but I think it's important to, to find one and maybe make it a daily practice because <laughs> it does slow you down and connect you to your true self and, and help you move forward um, with your true self on a daily basis versus if you're not taking the time to slow down um, 10 years passes and you look back and think, well, what I wanted to do, I, di- I didn't even try. Right. And you're, maybe you're disappointed in yourself. So you, yeah. it, it, at least for me, centering prayer, since I've been practicing centering prayer is kind of open, open up a, a neat path for me. I, I didn't, none of this was on the radar that I'm doing now. So I, I didn't dream of having a website that's now five years old. I didn't, I didn't dream of guest speaking and, and teaching people this. I didn't dream of coaching people and I didn't dream of writing a book and sharing it with others um, and whatever else will happen. So mm-hmm. all this happened as a result of Center in Prayer, but it wasn't even on the radar screen seven years ago. <laughs> so all of that happened as a result. So you, you never like desire to write a book or coach or, or speak or anything like that? No. I mean, the idea of writing a book was pretty daunting. I mean, I've never written anything more than five or six pages in school. And then here I have, a, you know, about, I think it's about 290 page book um, oh. and, and public speaking scared the heck out of me, <laughs> but now it, it doesn't bother me. And it's so, and coaching that, I mean, I lack the confidence. I mean, I think centering prayer has given me so much confidence in myself because I know I'm acting for my true self and I'm not doing it alone. I'm doing it with God. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, it's been, it's been, a, and this is centering prayer has really done, uh, healed me, transformed me and helped me partner with God and, and live from my true self. Mm. So how, what can you tell the listeners as far as like when you coach someone, who are you coaching and how do they come to you? And um, what's the, what's the, what's your process as far as getting them into the flow? Um, I guess they usually find me. I, I do a lot of what, I guess my website, I have a weekly meditation that goes off. Mm. And so most of the weekly meditations are regarding centering prayer. So they might find me through the meditation and read something that interested them. I do a lot of posting on Facebook where I just share uh, and things about centering prayer. I ask, and I, and I, and I, and I'll repurpose, I'll do a post and then I might even repurpose it into a Facebook live video where I'm answering a question, you know, what is centering prayer? How can it help you? What are the fruits of the practice? Where should you do it? When should you do it? Why should you do it? Um, I, I, I'll, I'll answer a lot of questions in a post or on a Facebook live, and that'll attract people because they'll, it'll, it's something that was interesting to them or something they were, they felt stuck with. So they'll watch the video or see the post. And then next thing you know, I'm I'm getting reached out to on my contact page of my site, or they're messaging me on Facebook messenger because they saw something and they felt stuck somewhere and they thought, well, I might be able to help them. Oh, awesome. Awesome. So tell us about 
um, your book, you know, it, it's the title is very interesting. So tell us a little synopsis of what, exactly what's in the book. Sure. So the book you know, is titled Sitting with God, A Journey to Your True Self Through Centering Prayer. So, uh, I mean, one, it obviously shares what is centering prayer. And it's, and it's written in a very easy to read manner. It's not written from an academic standpoint. So I wanted to make it easy and, and accessible for people. And I wanted it to be for people that either renew to centering prayer or, and even those that already are practicing centering prayer, because I think both can be helped in the book. So really I talk about what is centering prayer and I talk a lot about, you know, how it has healed and transformed me and just share from my own personal experiences you know, in the book. And then I make the book, I made the book very easy to read. So the chapters are short um, within each chapter. There's, you'll see a heading and then you, you know what to expect on the next page or so. Um, so there's short chapters, headings, short, you know, sections under each heading and that people enjoyed that. They told me that it was easy to read and they could, they could kind of look ahead and say, okay, I got a page and a half to read of this before I have the next topic. And then at the end of the chapter, I have uh, usually four to five questions for reflection to kind of think back about what you read. So it was just a, a fun book for people to read and learn more about center and prayer, go deeper in their existing practice, and then hear how it has read how it has you know healed and transformed me in case it could do the same for them. Mm -hmm. So I'm interested. So just tell me um, not to give away your book, but tell me one one way that you were changed and transformed aside from what you know you've told us about what you've done. Um, I guess just in general, if I think about who I was before centering prayer, which would be like pre 2014 and who I'm after, uh, I'm a much more confident person. I'm a much, I'm much more excited to live life. Not that I, I was not excited, but I'm just, I think because I'm more present with centering right. prayer, you, you can be more present and, and enjoy the moment. So I'm more excited. I'm more confident. I'm more willing to get out of my comfort zone and try and do new things. And I seem to get um, inner wisdom for tasks because I, and I think it's because I'm letting go of things I don't need. And all of a sudden solutions that were there, but just hidden are, are, are popping out. And then I'm just more, I think I'm less reactive. I'm still work in progress, but I think I'm less <laughs> reactive. I'm, I'm more willing to listen to people and not jump to a conclusion or render an opinion or, or disagree with them, but just be open to people and their different ideas and different ways of doing things. So those are some of the fruits and, and more inner calm and peace, just, just mm -hmm. and eat and much quicker to kind of settle myself. If I'm mm -hmm. rattled, I, I can calm myself down and just realize oh, this is okay. I'm going to be okay. You know, don't do this to yourself, Rich. <laughs> yeah. So those are some of the fruits from the practice and, and, and they're really, um, God, I mean, it's what God has done. God has right. graced me with, with, with these fruits. Centering prayer is just the practice that opens you up to God and, and to let God give to you as much of God that you, you can take. <laughs> <laughs> so um, tell me the results that you've seen with your coaching and working with people. Um, do they come back and tell you, wow, you know, this is help and this is how it's helped me. Um, what have you seen and I always like to ask, and I know there's no um, blanket as far as how long it takes someone to get to the point they need, but tell me, what are you seeing as far as your average, as far as people who actually are willing to come in and let go 
and move forward? Um, I, I, I guess everybody's different. So for the newer people, so I guess they're just some, some of the people that are new to the practice. What, what it's helped them with is it's helped them realize, you know, who God is and that God loves them. So some of them just had a fear of God and, and that God was critiquing them and they weren't a good person. Mm-hmm. So for, for, for those people that I coached, um, kind of the fruits of that was that they were realizing God loves them just as they are. They don't need to fear God. Um, and, and God is, is a, is a wonderful presence and, and not a judging critiquing presence. Mm-hmm. And then that just makes life a whole lot funner, <laughs> I guess <laughs> for them. And then for the other ones that want to go deeper in their practice, um, I guess it showed them what are some next steps? What are some things they, they should be focusing on? You know, like I've coached some people that are, you know, in their late fifties and then they're thinking about retirement and, and we, and they end up discovering, all right, well, what, what's next for me? And some of them is a book. Some of them, it's just writing poetry. Some of it is, you know, I'm going to have a blog and I'm going to share some of my experiences with people because I think I can help people. So it's just fun to hear people think about well, what's next, what else can I be doing, what's next, or what's something I can be doing as I start shifting into retirement. So they found that you know very helpful for them. Mm, great, I love it, and I just love the 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 positivity that comes from it, and that you're putting out there. Um, again, because there's so much that's going on in the world today that I, I just love seeing positivity when I see people who are actually wanting to help people for the good. Um, that's what really, <clears throat> excuse me, what really means a lot to me. Um, and you have um, a weekly meditation that you publish um, and you'd say you do interviews on your site. And it, just tell us more about um, your site and it's called Silence teaches. Tell us more about that. Sure. So it's easy to find silenceteaches.com. When they subscribe, I have a a free Centering Prayer ebook that they'll get for subscribing. So it's about 12 pages or so. The top of it asks a question regarding Centering Prayer, and then it answers it on on the page. So they'll get that when they come to the site. They'll get the weekly meditation, which usually is centered around Centering Prayer. And then from time to time, if, if I enjoy a book that I've read, I'll put a book review out there in case people want to, uh, in case it's a book that they're interested in reading after reading my review of it. Um, sometimes I interview other people, contemplatives or other interesting people, and I'll send them five to seven questions and then put their answers as a post on the site just to share other people and what other people are doing out there kind of in the contemplative community um, is another thing on my website that I'll do. Um, and then I have obviously uh Center and Prayer page, which talks about Center and Prayer. I have a resource page, which really shares you know, online courses that, I, that I've enjoyed it, that other people may enjoy, or, or books that I've read, I, I'll put on there. And I put other websites on there, too, that I find helpful. So I have a resource page, which shares that kind of information. And then lastly, I, I guess two other pages are you know, coaching. If they're interested in learning more about how I working with me on, on a one-on-one relationship, I have the, the coaching page to reach out to me. And then I have an invite me to speak page because I have groups that will reach out to me, either church groups or spiritual director groups or some type of group will reach out to me and say, we'd like you to come in and talk about Center of Prayer or teach it, or, or we'd like you to present um, at, at, at our setting a particular component of Center of Prayer. So I would invite me to speak uh, page as well. So mm. that's a little bit about some of the things on the site. 
that it's kind of grown to. It started as a simple meditation each week, and then it it grew over the you know five years or so to to have all that type of information on it or the, the different things I'm doing. Wow! And did you ever think that yeah, this book that you found that was going to help you in your personal life? Did you think that okay, you writing on something that you found that oh, this is something that's helping me, and I want to share? Did you think it was going to turn into all of this? I did not. And I mean, the neat thing about the book is, you know, people will read the book and then I'll get all, I'll get random emails or, or I'll get random Facebook messages or in various ways I'll get reached out to where they're either sharing something about the book that they liked or, or asking a question. And the neat thing, too, is so the book came out in August of 2020. Uh, so once a year, you kind of get a you get a readout of how you how you did from year to year. So, you know, the first four and a half months, the, the neat thing. Um, from that was half my sales were overseas. So mm-hmm. half half in the U.S. and half were overseas, you know, in areas such as Japan, Italy, Br- Brazil, Canada, Australia. So it was neat to see where it was selling. And then I, I even, I, I had a, a monk that lived in the, in the, the Netherlands reached mm-hmm. out to me. He had found the book on Amazon Germany, enjoyed it, and just wanted to talk to me. And we had a Zoom call kind of shortly after the book came out. So different things like that are, that just randomly happen or need. So I never thought I'd be on a, on a Zoom call with a, we'll call him a <laughs> professional monk. I mean, that's what he did. He lives in a monastery and he was a monk and he wanted to talk to me. So we talked for about an hour. Wow. <laughs> and those kinds of things just, you know, Random emails, random requests, can you talk to our group, just kind of happen from time to time as a result of the book. And that's that's been a whole lot of fun. Wow. Oh, that, that is fun. That sounds like, yeah, your centering prayer has opened up uh, new doors for you, which is very interesting. It has. And, and then even the neat thing is I, I'm in January, I was asked to participate in there's going to be a center and prayer summit with which a, a lot of different speakers and some people that have been doing this twice and three times as long as me are, are going, were asked to speak as well. So that was exciting. I was, I was asked to speak at, at, for an hour at, at a summit that'll be mid-January. And, and that's, you know, as a result of just the work on them doing and, and then finding that I can, I can help that community and share, you know, how it has helped me as well. Great. Well, Rich, are you ready for the questions? Sure, sure. <laughs> I'm going to ask Center Prayer Desk. I'm going to let go and open to the presence and actions of the questions. That's right. So we're going to, <laughs> going to see how you do. <laughs> oh, my God. So who or what motivates you? Um, who or what motivates me? I would say silence does. I mean, I think silence shows me the way forward. So definitely this, this silence of Center of Prayer helps show me the way forward um, in life. What demotivates so, but God, you? It's really God. God motivates me. <laughs> okay. Well, what demotivates you? Um, I guess what demotivates me is when I allow myself to be discouraged and then I have to snap out of it, but just my, my emotions can demotivate me and I have to snap out of it. Mm. When was a time that something was said or done to hurt you, but it worked out for your good? Um. When was the time where someone said or hurt me? I would even say the the publishing of this book. Um, the initial publisher that was supposed to publish it um, fell through, and and I was crushed. And I thought, oh my god, I'm never going to get this book published. Um, but I, I, I 
I persevered and, and I found another publisher and it, and it worked out. It was just a great experience. And my existing publisher was a super experience. And, and the other one uh, probably just wasn't meant to happen and shouldn't have happened. So um, I, I would say that I, I pushed through it and said, I'm, I'm going to get this book published. And another publisher came through. What is your fear? Um, my, my fear is, and it's a funny one, but probably many people, that people don't like you. And, and you have to learn to like, not everybody's going to like you. Um, but so that's always a fear of mine is that I'm going to be in a setting whatever the setting is, small, large families, and somebody's not going to like me. And I don't like that idea, but mm -hmm. I have to realize it is okay, but that it's still something that <laughs> I guess bothers me from time to time. Yeah. <laughs> is there a time when you wish you had done something that you didn't? Um, there, there is. And, and actually when my father passed away um, five or six years ago, at the time, and he was in a uh, the VA home, and it, and I was it was myself and my two sisters and my mother, and at the time I just made a decision to not have my not call my wife and say why don't you bring the kids because it kind of concerned me maybe they shouldn't see him pass, but I now I, I now I regret it. I think they mm -hmm. should have been there. So I, I, I that's definitely a decision that I regret, and I think they should have been there with me and with him. Mm. Is there a time that you wish you had not done something? These are tough questions. Um, <laughs> had not done something. Let's think about this. I would say, got me stuck here. That should, that should be something I wish I had not done. I, I, I guess just maybe in general, um, centering, I've gotten better with centering prayer, but sometimes my wife just, wants to be heard. And, and, and so she might be talking to me um, and I'm rendering an opinion or saying something. And then mm -hmm. she's basically looking at me like, I don't want you to talk. I just want you to listen, be quiet. Mm -hmm. So I, I think I've learned to get better at that, but just be quiet and give my wife the presence and space she needs and, and, and not render an opinion because I'm just going to get myself thrown out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that might happen, especially if she's a Trina. <laughs> What is your definition of success? Um, success is living from your true self. So not, not being afraid to live from your true, connecting to your true self and, and having the courage and guts to, to move forward from your true self is, is success and, um, for, for anybody. Mm, I like that. How do you recharge? Um, well, definitely centering prayer. I mean, I do it twice a day. So in in the morning, uh, it starts me. It starts my day and prepares me for the day. And then before my late lunch, I take a second sit to reset and and uh, to re. It's like a reset button and, and reconnect to God and reconnect to life and finish the day as, as hopefully as strong as the, the first part of the day was. Mm. So, what are you awesome at? <laughs> Don't say centering um, prayer. <laughs> centering prayer. I, I, I guess I love one on. I like working with people one on one. So that's uh, my coaching is one on one. A lot of my you know speaking is 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 can be one on one. Um, and even my day job, I, I work with with individual clients one on one. So I think I'm very good with working one on one with people, um, relating to people, building trust, and, and, and serving them to the best of my ability. 
what legacy do you want to leave? Um, I guess I want people to, everybody to take a dose. I want to teach centering prayer, which as many people as possible, doesn't mean they'll agree with me and do it, but show them the benefits of a daily dose of silence. Because I think if you can only imagine if, if the whole world took a dose of silence each day, we'd probably be less reactive. We'd be living from our true selves. We, we'd be um, more present in life. We, we might not be doing some, some of the terrible mean things we can sometimes do. So I guess my legacy is just to share the benefits of this practice and getting more and more people taking a daily dose of silence because it, it can change their lives and change the world. Mm-hmm. So again, tell the listeners what, how they can connect with you, if they want to work with you one-on-one, or if they want you to come speak. Sure. The best place is silenceteaches.com to find me. On there, they'll find my free ebook. They'll find my book. If they want to invite me to speak, they'll find that page. Um, so silenceteaches.com is the best place to find me and, and what I have doing going on, as well as to contact me. Great. Well, Rich, I thank you for being on Trina Talk. It's been um, very interesting and I'm going to be silent so I can get centered. (laughs) But thank you so much for taking time out of your day. No, thanks for having me on. And hopefully this was helpful for your community. I think it will be. We all we all know, seriously, we all need to be centered and have some silence so we can hear, you know, the higher power that comes through so we can know how to move on with our lives. So I, I really think there's value in it. I want to thank my guests for being on the show and I want to thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show and don't forget to tune in next week.